Que pasa, mi amigos? It's Tom Morcus here, and welcome back to In the Trenches, the number one podcast for people who want to relentlessly crush in business and life. For the uninitiated, In the Trenches works like this. Each week, I bring you a new guest who is building, creating, or making something extraordinary. I take you behind the scenes to see how they do it, what inspires them, and most importantly, how they think about the problems in front of them. And finally, I attempt to deconstruct this information and turn it into practical bite-sized tactics, techniques, and strategies so that you can incorporate this stuff into your own biz or life. In the Trenches podcast listener, John O'Bacon exclaims, quote, great show, interesting, informative, and insightful, end quote. Thank you, Mr. Bacon, for the perfect five out of five star review on iTunes. You're number one. You're also prescient because today's interview happens to be interesting, informative, and insightful. Today, I sit down with Jennifer Lehner to discuss how to start and grow a profitable, recurring revenue membership site. We'll get to that in a second, but first, a little bit about Jennifer. Jennifer is a digital marketing strategist and adjunct professor of digital marketing at Cleveland State University. She shows entrepreneurs how to build an audience and monetize their expertise online using social media and digital tools. She creates online courses and trainings, and her favorite place to hang out is in her private mastermind, The Front Row VIP. She lives in Shaker Heights, Ohio with her husband, three kids, and a golden retriever. On today's call, Jen and I discuss everything membership sites, including why membership sites are all about the experience, how to grow a membership site that requires minimal content creation, what content to restrict and what to share, how to use events to reward existing members while generating new paid membership signups, and so much more. I've been really fascinated by subscription and recurring revenue business models lately and their best practices. So I really got to geek out on this call, and I think you'll hear that when I'm talking to Jen because I'm taking like tons of notes as she's talking through this. And typically, I would highlight a major takeaway But it's kind of hard to do from today's call because the whole thing is really solid. And if you want to launch or grow or run a recurring revenue membership site, then I think all the different components of what she shares today will be worthwhile to you. There's a lot of different little tactical things, a lot of best practices that she kind of just pulls open the curtain so we can all see it. And I thought that was really awesome because it actually validated a lot of the research I've been doing, the conversations I've been having with other people. And there's nothing that was said that stood out to me as, as seemingly wrong. It just validated a lot of things that I thought to be true. And now I think that's good indication that this is probably some really good stuff that you can use to start getting really good results with your membership site. So I'll leave it at that. Bottom line is, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I hope you do. And if you do, leave a review on iTunes. Go to tommorcus.com slash iTunes and leave a rating review. And I'll make sure to give you a shout out on the next, uh, next podcast episode. And by the way, leave a question in the review, and I'll answer the questions just directly in there. I realize I can't really manage the questions otherwise, but I'm going to start doing maybe some mailbag stuff at the beginning or end of these episodes or as separate podcast episodes. So you guys can let me know if you want that or not. Just leave a review, tomworkus.com slash iTunes. Thank you guys so much. You ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. So Jen, take us back. What led you to creating your first membership site? And which I think is kind of like one of the major things that's kind of led you on your path to kind of where you are today and some of the projects you're working on. Um, But maybe the story begins a little bit earlier than that as well. But maybe you can kind of take us back to that kind of origin story moment. Yeah, I um, I was desperately searching for like my flagship thing. You know, I had done some successful courses. Um, I, you know, the the courses were doing well, and I had a uh, a nice size. A Facebook group, free Facebook group called the Front Row, which I which I still have, and uh, it was very active. And I was really hustling in there, like, and by hustling, I mean I was just working my tail off to make these people love me. Like I, I'm, you know, just 
a horrible people pleaser. <laughs> and, uh, and so I just, I don't know, but I was trying to prove myself, uh, whatever, giving massive, massive value in there, like teaching stuff in there that most people definitely put behind some sort of, you know, gateway or turnstile. Um, but it was very, uh, deliberate because I knew that eventually those people would be the people who would end up buying for me. And I had a friend, um, who had already dipped her toe in the waters of membership sites. And she had been telling me for a year, like, just go ahead and open up a membership site. Like you're already, you've got a mountain of content and you already have these people who are, you know, who are really, um, digging you. So just do it. (laughs) And, uh, I just, I waited a year because I, I didn't know like what, what platform was I going to use? How was I going to organize it? It seemed like there were so many things I needed to consider. I also was really pretty sure that I didn't want to um, just take all of my... I've seen people do this where they just sort of take all of their old content, slap it up in a membership site and then tell people, I put it in the vault and you know, for only X amount of dollars a month, you're going to get all of my brilliance. You know, but um, you know, I personally hate all my content after I, after I make it. I, I just, I'm getting better about that. I think my content's getting better, but I, I, um, it's like when you hear actors, um, like on the Tonight Show and they're interviewed and they say, oh, I didn't watch my movie uh, because I hate to see myself uh, on the screen. It's, it's not that I hate the sound of my own voice. I just always find where it could be better. And then I'm like, oh, I need to redo it. I need to edit it. I need to take that out. Yeah. Do you have that? I, I completely that? resonate. I ha- and I have to imagine many, many of the listeners will as well. Yeah. So, um, so I just was like, no, I'm not going to open up a membership site and have all this, like this old stale content in there. And, um, so then I create, I created a couple of courses and my strategy, strategy was, this is when, um, messenger bots had just become a thing, or at least for the regular folks, you know, uh, where we could use mini chat and, and do messenger bots. So I was like, ah, I know what I'll do. I'll create a bot course and I need a Facebook ads course anyway, because, you know, I was always, someone would say, well, how, what about my pixel? Or they'd have Facebook questions and I didn't really have, I could point them to this training or that training, but I wanted to have my own course so I could say, you know, go check out module four, lesson six or whatever. So I was like, let me just knock these out. So I created a bot course and I created a, a, a Facebook ads course. And then I, lo- you know, I led with that um, as the way to open it. So it was sort of like, here's this new course. You could buy it for $97 or you could get it for 20, you know, uh, for free if you join my new membership site at $27 a month. So that's really how it, it started. And as I predicted, like it did really well, just, just kind of soft launching it to that Facebook group. Those were the people who ended up being the charter members of, of the membership site. And then to bring it back around, like sort of full circle, now it was like for the first time since I had been in business that I felt like a real business because I could see this renewable income and I and then I could sort of like exhale, take a breath, and it gave me this space for the first time ever to just sort of say, "All right, now you know I'll perfect it. I'll uh, I'm going to shut the doors, close down, you know, admission, so I can just focus on making this great." finding out what these people want and feeling comfortable that um, this renewing revenue was coming in. And, uh, and if I decide to take a week off and go to the beach, that money's still coming in. It was amazing. 
So um, then I finally got it. Why my friend had been jumping up and down and saying, Jen, just do the membership site. Yeah, I have so many questions I want to ask you. So I'm going to have a few just to get the latest, like the lay of the land for this um, in context. So you said you you started off, I think how a lot of people start off, it sounds like kind of how I started off too. So with like blogging and content creation, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, and when when did you, what, what about what year did you start doing that? Um, I was afraid you would ask me that. It's really horrible um, that I don't know the exact, because I started consulting when I first started my, like locally and uh, same sort of genre like marketing, social media, but I was just consulting locally. So let's say that was 2014. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so, so that, that too long ago. And then how, how soon from that, say about the start, did you then uh, roll out the membership site? Oh, membership site is going on three years. Okay. Got it. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking in terms of the ter- time between when you first started blogging to when you rolled out uh, and, and, and you were doing courses at first, and then you created a membership site. So it took you like a, a, a few years to get there. Yeah, definitely. Got it. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's like all the same things that you mentioned. I was just nodding my head as you were talking. It's like the idea, I feel the exact same way with my content. Even if I get comments back from people that I was like, oh, it was good or it was really helpful. I can only see the flaws. And then, especially when I come back to something uh, later, I'll be like, oh man, these, all these things are like, I would, I would modify this or tweak that. Yeah. So like, I, I very much resonated with that. And I like how you turn that into... You know, you figured out the solution from that. Like, okay, I'm I'm not really comfortable with this kind of stuff. Or these are the things I don't really like. But if I if I can organize around a membership site, there's all these benefits that come from that. So, like, you know, was that was that kind of your thinking there? I know you were being encouraged and stuff like that, but I'm kind of interested in your mindset. Uh, yeah, that was, and also it was. Um, I mean, it was a, it was a way to sort of. I mean, what was happening in the free group was like you can't. You know, you can't really minimize the um, the goodwill that is created when you give your best and you do it for free. Mm-hmm. People remember that, you know. And I haven't stopped doing that. You know, that is that has always been my mo. But it was also like a sieve. I mean, it was just where was it going? I don't know. It was just like I was I was doing this, yes. and uh, I just wasn't being super strategic. Frankly, yeah. I mean, it was just you know I. It was like as I matured in business, also it was like, wait, is this aligned with an end goal? Is this like what you know? So now suddenly, um, suddenly it was like it was like hanging a shingle on the outside of your store, I guess, or you know, putting a stake in the ground or something. It was it was like I had foundation now, you know. I, and um, and then the other thing I, I wanted to say was like I didn't want to put all that content in there, all my old content in there. Uh, because I was also I was very judgy of my own content and just thought, wow, this isn't as good as I want it to be. But also, um, I ended up sort of using that as a selling point, and and so because a lot of people I, I will hear say, well, I don't want I I'm not ready to start a membership site because I don't have any content, I don't have enough content, and I'm sure you will agree that like nobody is begging for more content, um, right? Like. People who are consuming content aren't saying, gosh, wish there was more content. Right. We're saying, wish there was more time to read this fabulous, all the fabulous content that is coming my way 30 different in 30 different directions. So my spin on it was, I am not going to drown you in uh, a bunch of content. What I'm going to put in here is going to be tight and concise and 
uh, pointed and, you know, and, 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 and I just, and that's, that's what I, and I would say that anybody could start a membership site tomorrow, uh, if only, uh, by promising a, an experience. And I do think experiences are what people are really looking for now, whether it's a course well, it depends. I should take that back. Not all courses. I mean, if you're going to take a photography course and you want to learn how to use your new DSLR camera, you really just want to get in there, watch the lessons, learn how to do it and get out of there. I mean, it's, you're not looking for any kind of like meaningful experience necessarily. But with, with, with membership sites, I think people are like, they want, um, you know, to meet up in a Zoom call and not just get to know you, the person who's hosting it, but maybe have an opportunity to have a mixer and get to know each other and that sort of thing. Um, so I know a lot of people what like Brendan Burchard, I think with his, he shows up once a month, does a coaching call, but then there's like a community built around it and all that. But it's not like he's creating a new course every month, you know? And a lot of people are doing that, just doing like a, a membership site where you get like a one or two coaching calls a month, group coaching calls a month. Maybe there's some sort of supplemental material that goes with that. But I'm seeing more and more of that. I'm also seeing more and more people who are not doing uh, monthly options anymore. They're saying they're just doing annual options, which I think is interesting because I think we're now at the point with membership sites where they were the little darling and everybody's chasing this renewable revenue. But then the churn becomes a reality and the launching and launching and launching and it's exhausting. And so I think a lot of people to remedy that are saying, okay, wait a minute, let's let's pump the brakes and look at a new way of doing this. So I'm saying, are you seeing people doing that? I, I you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I'm, I am thinking to myself, I have kind of gravitated toward that. And I did that over the last year or two with some of the stuff that I've been doing, where it's like, I know, like I could offer this as a subscription monthly or even quarterly, but my, yeah, my thing was, you know, it was, it was all those things factored in, right? But it was also part of the, it was, you, you mentioned experience and I think this is what factored into it. I knew that for people to get value out of like the particular group that I was kind of leading, it was kind of around product launches. It takes time, mm-hmm. right? And, right. And, and way more than you think. So I was like, you know, I just, it doesn't seem uh, in alignment to offer monthly. So that's kind of why I gravitated towards it, toward it personally. It just made more sense. But on the other membership side of things, like seeing if other people are doing this, I, I haven't there's nothing that's, I haven't, it hasn't hit me. Like I haven't noticed it. So I think that's kind of interesting. It just, what you're saying seems to kind of validate my thoughts personally for some of the reasons I I would move to that model. I think that's the best reason to move to that model is exactly what you said. And that was like, I'm thinking about one um, friend in particular who she said the exact same thing. She's like, I'm, I'm charging monthly, but they need a minimum of three months to get, uh, in fact, in her, her membership site, she promises that they'll be at 5000 They're bloggers and they'll be at $5,000 a month. That's her big, bold promise is that she can get them to $5,000 a month. They're, they're new bloggers and that they could get to $5,000 a month in revenue um, following her system. But they can't do it in a month. So yeah. people come in for a month and then they leave and they're discouraged. But she's like, wait a minute, you know, this just doesn't make any sense. So she completely shifted to to a year, um, just because she knew they weren't going to get the, they weren't going to get the benefit, um, in one or two months. Right. So, yeah. So it's like the membership side is, I think on that note, one of the things that I extract there, like points of wisdom will say is make sure, you know, the subscription, the revenue model is, uh, consistent with and, or in alignment with like the mission itself, like what, 
like what purpose it serves. I think there's, there's probably tons of examples of membership sites where um, monthly still does make a lot of sense, right? Just kind of, even yeah. just like the, the caveat you made with uh, e-courses and how, you know, people want experience. Well, not necessarily all courses. Like, and I completely agree with you. It's like, yeah, some, you just want A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like do this step-by-step step and, and you learned a new skill or something like that. But I agree yes. that there's others um, and probably people who are listening to this, I actually know I don't want to make any assumptions, but you may fall into that category where you do want to make it more of an experience. Um, I, I wonder if there's any other thoughts on that, if there's anything worth exploring in your uh, opinion of whether you think it's, if we should go into this in the content side for, for a minute and think about or talk about whether it's worth, like why you think people should be gravitating towards creating experiences. I know you kind of briefly touched on it. Yeah. And then also like how, how you might do that practically speaking. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. This is what cannot be de- denied. And for, unfortunately, uh, and fortunately, I guess for, for some people, information is so cheap. It is why you can go on Udemy and get a really incredible course for $10 on some days. They slash them down to $9.99. And so information is everywhere. It's cheap. And um, most people could just get information by Googling. Uh, Google's getting better. YouTube is getting better. Like So, so that's kind of like what is happening. It's undeniable. It just is true. And so um, while obviously when you create a, a course or a membership site, you've curated it with your expert, with your expertise. Um, and you've, you've, you've brought your perspective to whatever it is that you're, that you're teaching and sharing to that knowledge. But I, I just don't think it's, it's enough. It's not yeah. enough to really stand There's out. There's no differentiator, right? Yeah. I mean, there just isn't. And so, um, so some of the experiences like in my membership site, they're just, and again, I, you know, anybody could do their version of these things. But like um, one thing I find in, in my world is that uh, a lot of people crave accountability. Um, and, and so we just put together these accountability challenges in the spring and in the fall, whatever, whatever the challenge in our case, accountability seems to work well and it doesn't take a lot of time and it's easy for us and it's easy for them, but they absolutely love it. And in fact, I've been able to launch around it as okay. The spring accountability challenge is starting. If you want in, you know, doors are open to front row VIP, you know, for the next 10 days or whatever. And so that's an experience that they love, we love, and they get great results from that. Uh, the other thing is like, um, so I'm always thinking like, what is easy for them, easy for us, doesn't cost anything or a lot, and they're going to get results. So uh, we did a, do you know what Pika Kucha is? It's actually, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Like in Japanese, it's like Pika Kucha or something. No, I don't okay. know if I did. So, it's cool. It's you should Google it. It's it, um, once I tell you how to spell it, but it, it is like people do these presentations that la- you you can only spend uh, six seconds on a slide, and you can only have a maximum of twenty slides. Or wait, maybe it's twenty seconds on a slide. Whatever the thing is, these presentations are really short, and you have and you can only spend up to X amount of time on each slide. So by the time you're done with this whole presentation, I think it's like six minutes long max. So they host these locally, like I'm sure they have one in your town and these Pika Kucha nights and you go and it's really, really cool because people will give these presentations on every topic under the sun. 
And it turns out like it's, it's, it doesn't feel rushed. It's just, it's like the right amount of time to teach something or share a yeah. story. And it's like opt optimized, like really like probably I, w- I would assume that putting that together, you kind of like fiercely kind of scrub stuff from that as well. And it kind of goes yes. to just like the, the focus of the content. Exactly. So we put together that we did a Pichacucha day and, um, and then the, the, the reason we told them that it was a great thing for them to participate in was a couple of things. Number one, they were going to have the most important thing being that they would now have this presentation that they could take the show on the road. They could present this in other Facebook groups. Um, so I wanted them to be mindful of sharing something that would be valuable in that way, something that they could, you know, multi-purpose. And uh, most people did that. They kept it in line with their, like their expertise there. That's something that they would teach. And it was like a really a huge success. And it was, it was really a lot of fun. It didn't take too much time. Mm. Um, keeping in mind things like snail mail, like that's huge. Like I could, we could do a whole episode on snail mail because, uh, I have been deep into um, direct marketing this year and experimenting with that um, and studying that. And it's just amazing because people's inboxes at home are empty. I don't even get a lot of catalogs anymore. Do you? Mm, I mean, if I do, I don't look at them. Right. But I mean, I used to get... I mean, other than that obnoxious one that Restoration Hardware sends out. I mean... The other, you know, I really don't get a lot. And so when you send stuff in people's mailboxes, you're really alone in there and it's like a hundred percent open rate. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So anyway, sending little, uh, surprises, postcards, little journal, you know, nothing terribly expensive, but just surprising them goes a really long way. And that's an experience. What else? We do mixers, giving them an opportunity to get to know each other. Because here's the thing, like membership sites, people come for the content. And I wasn't the first person to say this. I I got this from someone else. I wish I could give attribution. I don't remember who it was, but they come for the uh, content, but they stay for the community. And I really think that's true because after they've consumed all your content or they've pretty much gotten the gist of everything that you have to teach, they're going to stay. In fact, I'm in a group like that right now. I know with my coaching with this person, I can just predict everything he's going to tell me to do. If I come to him and say, all right, I've got a launch coming up. What do you think I should do? I pretty much know what he's going to say because I know all his techniques and his strategies, but I'm not leaving because the community is awesome. And and so that's what to me makes a membership site a membership site. Otherwise, it's a subscription-based something else. But a membership site is like a community. So... I see. No, that's a really interesting uh, delineation there. Um, there are a few few questions that came to mind. And again, I know we can kind of branch off in a bunch of different ways. Let me just ask you this then: on on the content, or actually, no, I want to I want to shift maybe a little bit to uh, to well, no, you you didn't mention this, so I want to clarify this piece. So when you're doing these kind of events, like uh, are those to the to your paying customers, to your paying members, right? Yeah, these are the people already in. How are you then generating new leads and new traffic? Ah. to say, fill the pipeline. So yeah, the, I guess the other part of that equation then, uh, yeah. Okay. So same with the experiences. So mm-hmm. like we will always um, try and, well, we always try to open the doors when one of these experiences is coming up. And so- That's what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. And if you have a free group, which I do, we actually talk about everything that's happening in the paid group and every single week. So like 
uh, if we do a Q&A, I have a Q&A call twice a month. So on these Q&A calls, we do timestamps of the questions that were asked. So the questions are asked. And so let me back up. People submit their questions in advance for things that they want help with, with regard to marketing, business strategy, that sort of thing. And they submit these questions, giving us time to research, prepare, and give them thoughtful answers. Then we go live in Zoom. People show up or they don't. They watch the replay. But we timestamp the questions and answers. And um, and then we share that, obviously, in the paid group. But we also share it in the free group. We also share it in our newsletter. So we'll say, those of you in VIP, here's the replay. Okay, because... Now, if you're not in VIP and you read that, you're going to maybe click on it or be like, oh, that's an awesome question. Look, you know, I want to know the answer to that question. But when they click the link, they can't see it because they have to be a member. So it doesn't take any real extra effort on on our part. So with those, so back to the experiences. So if we're doing any of those cool things, we will send it out in uh, an email just sort of lump it in there with, with other stuff that we're talking about, but making sure that they're aware, social media posts, um, all the things, you know, in all the places uh, and um, and let people know that this is, the doors are open because I open and close the doors. I don't, they're not open all the time. Interesting. So, okay, so you will, okay, so when you run these events, um, you'll, you will open it up to non-paying customers and it's a chance for them to to go through one of those experiences and then the idea of- No, no, no. Oh, okay, go ahead. They pay. They like oh, okay, it's okay. not like yeah, I don't I never do like those $1 trials or free trials or any of that. Mainly cuz I'm just too lazy to figure it out. Like I don't Right. That just seems like and people are you know that people are going to come and then they're going to go and then they're going to I mean, I just I just don't want to fool with that or they're going to say, "Oh, I meant I meant to not renew and it auto renewed. Can you refund me?" I just don't even want to deal with that. Well, no, I I'm, I'm with you 100%. It's like also with this this I think can only come with wisdom, right? It's like as you do this long enough, you're like when you're beginning, you don't see like the fractal nature of some of these choices, <laughs> right? right? But then like all of a sudden it's like with experience if like if I introduce that it's like, "Oh, okay, now I have to account for this and this and this and this and this." Exactly. It's like is it is the juice worth the squeeze? But also, that's kind of one of the things I've always wondered about in terms of content. It's like, um, based on the conversations I've had with a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people do it a lot of different ways. I know there's a lot of strategies and techniques and, and different styles. But I, I am always fascinated by different people's take on content and sharing it and what's free versus what's paid, mm-hmm. right? And what you restrict versus what you you give away. So you said like in that one, though, one thing you did, you do share is you share what some of the answers with people who haven't signed up for the membership site yet, who haven't actually aren't paying customers. Is that correct? No, I was not clear. So they see the question. Ah, they see the, the timestamp. Okay, I see. Yep. And a link. Got and it, got it, got they it. don't get to see the answer. So I see. Okay. So that's that. I mean, that's that that ties in directly. Now, beyond that, then from a content standpoint, I guess for for a lead generation standpoint, what what is your what is your content production like? on that side of things, like for, for people who haven't paid for them. Because like, I think there's a lot of content that goes into this, right? Uh, it's just sometimes, and I know, I don't mean that like you have to be like, it just sometimes it feels like it will be a lot of stuff you have to do. And I know you can reduce it by saying, well, you know, more focus uh, content creation. And I like that idea. But on the lead gen piece as well, I'm kind of curious, um, like what's kind of more public facing? What, what do you recommend there? Um, this is such a good question. It's sort of like the eternal question. Right. Like, I feel like, you know, it's like, what's free, what's paid? And, and I bet, I bet you will agree with this. 
I mean, I think that you would. And that is after a while, you feel it like you, you sort yeah. of know, you just know, yeah. you're like this, this, this I can charge for, this needs to go here. This, this should be for everybody. I mean, so it's hard to speak, speak about it specific. I mean, for me, I just sort of know, but I, if I had to categorize like, like what I charge for and what is free, and I would say like 95% of what I create is free, but what, what I can do and what I often do do is like, um, if I do a really in-depth training, let's say on a, on a live stream, I like to do that. It's like one of my favorite ways to create content is to uh, do a live stream and teach something. And I will leave that, um, I'll leave that up and then, but I let them know like, uh, you know, enjoy this. It'll be up for like a couple of days and then I'm moving it over to the vault. What's the vault? Oh, that's a part of my membership site, Front Row VIP. Sometimes I won't do that because it's in line with uh, a launch of something else that I'm doing. And so I need for that to stay out in the newsfeed so that I can build custom audiences off of it. And so then I wouldn't, but it really, you know, but if I'm not uh, headed towards a launch, then I'll just leave it up for a couple of days and then take it down. What else? Um, inside, I guess, I guess the main thing is that it's access to personal help is what's happening in the membership site. And there is exclusive content in there. So, you know, they get access to all these courses that I've created that I don't sell or that I sell individually, but they get for free. So like there's a Facebook ads course, there's a bots course, there's um, a productivity course that teaches you how to use Trello and Google Drive and Evernote. Uh, there is a course... There's not, I was going to say there was an Alexa flash briefing course, but that one is not included. Um, and several, I mean, that's just a few, but I have a whole bunch of courses that are avail available if people want to buy them as a, like a one-off or they get access to all those courses for free quote, I mean, not free, but with their membership. So yeah. Plus, plus everything else. Plus, right. Plus the calls, plus like, like all these other things. The experience, experiences. Yeah. 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 I'm curious. This is this is fantastic stuff, and I know we're we're coming up close to time here. Um, so I want to be you know cognizant of that, but I want to ask you maybe one, maybe two more questions on this. Um, sure. When when it comes to the membership sites, um, yeah, I guess one of the things I like that idea, that strategy, because I so say the other thing is like time, you know, and it's like creating new content. So I like the idea of like, well, I still like to give a lot of stuff away for free, but yeah, it's it's I struggle with that, and then also think about like. And then also feeling like this this urge to like have to create content like ex like privately, I, and I know there's some nuance there. Like if it's you know, a full on course, that makes perfect sense to me. But I like the idea of like doing it live and then putting it behind the vault. Um, it makes me think that like the idea of running a membership site can be a lot doesn't have to be too complex because that seems really simple and effective. And it also seems like it doesn't take that much time to do that per se. So I guess I'm wondering, like, and honest, honestly, do you think you could, like, somebody could listening to this could actually have a membership site on the side, like something they do part time, or do you kind of have to be all in to make this an experience? Oh no, I, one of my clients um, is a music teacher in um, in Australia. Okay, that's her full time job. She's a grandmother. She's probably, you know, headed towards retirement. Okay. But she's at that stage in her life. Okay. But she has a full-time job as a music teacher. She, she was just throwing stuff. Have you ever heard of teachers pay teachers website? Mm -hmm. All right. So she would put up these like little worksheets, like little, like 
color by numbers and like word searches and stuff like that, that teachers could download and give to, you know, share with their classrooms, right? So content for them. She was doing that as a side gig and was making 60,000 US dollars without even trying, okay, with these little downloads. So that was like, that was her side gig. So I, I, I was dying to get my hands on her work because I was like, wait a minute, because teachers pay t- teachers, you don't get to market to, you don't get the people's email addresses, you get nothing. And she had a huge following on her Facebook page, but she didn't. Anyway, my point is we started a membership site for her as a side, it's a side thing. And, and it's, it's a side thing that's quite busy with a lot of traffic, but the way that she set it up, it's totally doable. In fact, she's got it kind of like automated. So she's got these like bundles of content that drop every month, an email that goes out to accompany it to everybody and to say like, your new content is dropped for the month. And um, she doesn't have, I don't think she has a community. She might have a Facebook group, but if she does, she's not spending a ton of time in there. And so like that, that's an example of how you can set up a membership site without having to be present all the time. But you have to be honest with yourself, right? Like, I mean, I think, you know, you can't just assume you're going to have that kind of a result. I mean, she already had uh, a proven product. She knew that people wanted, but, um, but yeah, I do think that you, I do think you could, you just have to get your expectations straight. Yeah. Yeah. Adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good good point. I just wonder, it's like, uh, you know, when I think about the time I've I've spent doing these kind of things, membership site esque type stuff, um, community oriented type stuff like coaching groups and stuff like that, um, and just think about you know the, the time and energy that that can sometimes go into it, um, and that, that but that's a, that's a, like the that's also something you have to deal with like as a coach or consultant or or anybody I think you know if you really obviously you like care about clients or customers like you know investing like a ton of time into it. I'm so glad you said that because here is the thing, like for as fabulous as they are, these, and going back to the reality check and the honest conversation with yourself. So you have to really look at the numbers because if you're going to charge 27 to $57 a month, you have to look at like, how many members do you need to make this worth it for you to, to work so hard on something? Right. And, um, and so what I'm finding is on that same vein that we talked about earlier where people are now saying, hey, wait a minute, like maybe this shouldn't be weekly, monthly, maybe should this should be annual. A model that I love that I think maybe makes a lot more sense for, for a lot of people out there um, because you, you can cannibalize, and I made this mistake, you could cannibalize all your other offers with your membership site, okay? You create a $27 product and suddenly you realize you're like, wait a minute, I can't offer this to these 200 people because they already get it all. Why would they pay for, let's say, two coaching calls a month with me in my small group coaching program if they're already getting that in my $47 a month program? You see what I mean? And so I see people making that mistake. I myself made that mistake. I was able to remedy it, thank goodness, but you have to be careful. So the model that I like that a lot of people are doing now is offering a a product, whether that is like a, a a high ticket small group coaching program, um, even one your their one on one coaching programs or uh, a course, right? That is like a, a nine ninety seven or a thousand dollar course. After it's over, the invitation and 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 at, so 
after the coaching is over, after the program is over, they then qualify and are invited to join this group, this membership site where they can get ongoing support and access to new materials, et cetera, et cetera, the library. And it's like, ah, yeah, that's so good because I just feel like as far as the funnel goes, that can make a lot of sense. Just, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's more in alignment. Yeah. Again, kind of coming back to that a little bit. Yeah, because now... So you've already got, you know, they, they've, they've paid for the thing you really want them to most buy, right? But a lot of us say, okay, let's get them into the membership site and then we can offer those, those other two uh, things we have in our revenue stream, the, the higher ticket items. And, and that definitely does work if you're careful to not cannibalize all your other offerings inside your membership site. And that is a mistake people make in the beginning of their membership sites. They're like, want to prove to everybody that it's so valuable, this amazing thing that they've created and they want to blow everybody's head off. I mean, in a, you know, blow everybody's minds. And so they just are like, they dump all the great stuff in there and now there's nothing left to sell. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that's, that, that, that'll take some, a little bit of just like, that is dependent on the person, the type of content and, and then, yes. you know, there's nuance to it, but it's a kind. It's something you can kind of self-evaluate or something. I think, like, or self self-reflect on. Like, it shouldn't be too complex. You can say, "Oh, yeah, these are like, you know, maybe my premium courses, for instance, or this is what I'd want to, you know, to make sure it's not doesn't get cannibalized, right? Like, generally speaking, right, right. This is so super fascinating. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm curious now that we're coming up to time. Is there anything I I haven't asked you about membership sites? There was a lot I wanted to get to. I know we didn't get to. What you're doing with Alexa? We'll talk. You know, I mentioned that. We'll talk about that at the end when we wrap up. But also in the show notes, you can see all the other stuff that Jen is doing. But since we're focusing on membership sites today, because I think this has just been great, is there anything that I haven't brought up that you think is relevant for somebody who's trying to start or grow a membership site that I haven't I haven't asked you or haven't brought up? Um, no. Other maybe maybe it's just always good to mention like fundamentals and like some basics. Uh, like that you want to, like, if you really want to make sure that your, your offering, your membership site is that everybody knows about it, make sure you put it everywhere. Make sure you put it on your most visited page on your website. Make sure it's in the sidebar of your blog. Make sure it's in your every single thank you page. Mm. Um, make sure uh, that it is uh, in maybe in the, the announcement bar of your website all your free content should have it mentioned at the bottom. Um, if you have a podcast, uh, maybe your podcast is sponsored by um, your membership site and you want to mention it in your, in your podcast. So just, you know, good housekeeping tips uh, that are so obvious, but sometimes it's the obvious stuff that's right in front of our face that we, that we miss. Uh, email signature, you know, that sort of thing. I love it. I mean, there's, there's just, you, you know your stuff, Jen. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think there's, Obviously, we we barely scratched the surface. There's so much to this, and hence why you have a membership site yourself. I know you, you're constantly coming out with new stuff. So, where can people reach out to find you, connect with you, or learn more about you? And what do you, what, yeah, what do you have coming up for people to check out? Um, well, if they go to my website, everything will be there. It's j e n l e h n e r dot com, jenlaner dot com, and there'll be a little pop up when you get there that'll invite you to um, subscribe to my Alexa Flash Briefing, where I give. Uh, like two to three minute uh, audio news every morning over your uh, Alexa device. 
about what's new in the world of online marketing and um, and social media and so forth. And uh, I've got a program coming up called frontrowceo.com. Um, I mean, called Front Row CEO, and that's the URL is frontrowceo.com. And it shows... Uh, solopreneurs, how to scale their business by hiring virtual assistants, hiring, onboarding, and training specifically from the Philippines, and then creating systems in their businesses. I love it. You know, you, you're you're taking the this this the somewhat meta approach to this, but you're you know, but done really well. Like the in in my opinion, like you know, because you're you're also zooming in on stuff. It's like I, you, you I, I get a sense that you really know your target market here. You know what I mean? Like that's such an obvious. Um, program for anybody who's in this space, like kind of running their membership site. It's like the next obvious thing, you know, after you get a membership site up and running. So kudos in that. I mean, I, that's, I mean, I know you thought about that, but I think it's, 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 it's interesting. You know, I don't see it all the time. People um, kind of like, you have to be really prolific with content to keep creating as much content as you do. I will, will say that, or it seems like from the outside when I look at your work. Uh, it's just all an illusion, but thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, definitely check out Jen's stuff, guys. If you are curious about learning more about membership sites and a lot of this other stuff that we didn't even get to talk about. The Alexa stuff you're doing is really fascinating. Um, Maybe we'll have you back on for a call in the future. But Jen, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed it. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating review. Just go to tomworkus.com slash iTunes. And that'll take you to iTunes where you can leave a five-star rating review. And that really helps spread the word about this podcast. And finally, if you need help growing your online business or generating new traffic leads and sales at a profit, reach out to me at tom at tomworkus.com or head over to the website tomworkus.com and sign up for the free newsletter. That's it for today. Stay frosty.